0: Hi guys, what's going on? Welcome back. I know it's been a minute, um, but Harrison and I are back at it, kind of regrouping here after a few months hiatus. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, we're back here with the lineup and, and you know, Taylor, I think you're the lucky, the lucky winner being the inaugural, uh, the inaugural guest here, if you will. I mean, we've had plenty, but because of the short break, this is the one uh, first back from it. So Taylor, welcome to the show and thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So just to kind of give the audience a brief uh, mainstay after our, you know, brief break here. So we shot a pilot the other day, it's going to get released pretty soon. And in that we kind of talked about the forefront of what our purpose here is, and that is to produce content to kind of, you know, enrich people's understanding of you know, athletes and what they actually put their bodies through on a daily basis and anyone who has a business uh, in the community or otherwise. Um, former college athletes have come on prior and that, that's been awesome. But um, this is someone who's local in the community. So um, definitely go check her out. And at the very end, she will explain how to do so. So, yeah, without further ado, uh, I have Taylor here and I want to pronounce your last name right. It's Fetzer. Yeah. That seemed pretty straightforward to me. So Taylor Fetzer. And so she is working on a a nutrition MS at uh, St. Joe's, which is a local college in Connecticut. Um, she has worked as a personal trainer, um, and does online nutrition and coaching and all that good stuff. And I believe she is still the, she co-owns or owns the LLC eat lift and be more. Did I say it correct? I hope so.
1: Yeah. Eat lift, be more, all mine.
0: All hers. (laughs) Um, And her mission is to teach individuals how to prioritize health and wellness while making it a lifestyle. Health and wellness encompasses more than just exercise and nutrition. However, my training for her, not my, well, I almost took it from you there. Her training (laughs) philosophy is a whole body approach focusing on physical, mental, emotional, and nutritional health. And that was kind of uh, on one of her bios that I I took. uh, Sorry, but I took from her LinkedIn account just to kind of show you what her, you know, her kind of mantra was, but, you know, without further ado, question number one for you, you know, kind of going off that bio a little bit, what, what started this process into your fitness journey? And is it a new aspiration or is it something that you've had for a while?
1: So oh, I've been told in the past that my story has gone forever. So I'll try to keep this short and sweet. Okay. It's all good. Um, but having the quarantine pushed us all I think to do things that we either weren't ready to do or wanted to do but just didn't know how to take that leap so building my own business was that Um, I've had clients friends other people kind of push me and say you should do this and I would nod my head and say yes and almost go along with it just because that's what someone else wanted me to do and I learned that I need to stop living like that and just go with what my gut wants. Um not saying that I was letting people decide for me, but I let their opinion kind of affect how I moved forward with my business. So it definitely has been slower than I guess it could have been, but I think it's all for the right reasons and I'm getting to where I want to be. I look at people that I look up to um, seek advice from and they didn't do what they're doing now in one year, three years, five years, it's been 10, 15, 20 years. So to have that reminder in the back of my head, like, okay, I'm basically one year in business um, this month. And I still have so many years to go, which is exciting. So right. I guess it's like a learning process. Um, working for the Edge was great. Um, it allowed me to encounter a lot of people and get uh, get new friendships, um, have clients follow me and basically support me. However, my biggest thing, and everyone knew this when I worked there, I hated the edge challenge, I absolutely hated it. I wanted everyone to eat more food to less heavier to not worry about a number on the scale. Yep, so exactly. that's where eat, lift, be more basically comes from. Um, I've been all different shapes and sizes, and the most rewarding has been the one where I am nourishing my body and yep. absolutely pushing it to the limits that I never thought I would be able to do,
0: right? Yeah, I feel like that's you know. I've talked to a lot of people off the record that that kind of have pursued this, uh, this life and this industry and career path. And virtually, obviously there's exceptions, but virtually all of them, at least the ones that I kind of surround myself with and talk to, have a very similar opinion and that, you know, and, and we'll get into a little bit more of a specific person that uh, we both happen to follow. And I personally know um, someone who I believe is, is very doing everything for the right reason. And kind of like you touched upon, he's been doing it for the better part of the last decade. It did not happen overnight um, what he has turned his kind of life into. Um, but I guess kind of to piggyback off of that growing up, did you play sports as a kid to kind of develop the nature of, you know, being around athletics and athletes?
1: Yeah, so I am just shy of 25 and I feel like my age group is the last that like kids were outside playing until oh, the sunset. Brutal. Like I'm always on my bike. Like I mean, I watch TV as a kid, obviously, but sure. outside summer, like I'm outside. I grew up and I played soccer until maybe fourth grade, and that's when I think I grew my hate for running. Um, I vividly remember telling a coach that I was not going to run anymore. (laughs) So I guess it's like some happiness too. Um, I played basketball. I played softball, played volleyball from middle school to high school, was going to play in college, had like a little mental breakdown, didn't want to play anymore, transferred, broke my collarbone at my new school. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I ended up not making the team and at first anyone would be devastated and i was like volleyball was my life i let it slip away got it back and then it was out of my control at this point so i turned to working out everything just to keep myself busy and then a year later i ended up thanking the coach that um mm-hmm. cut me from the team because i went on and did things that i never would have done sure. had i made the mm-hmm. volleyball team so i put it in perspective that like everything truly happens for a reason um but I really just got into the gym because I didn't have anything else to do. Like volleyball was my life. So right. I just wanted to stay active and do something to move my body.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, definitely a, a former athlete myself. I, I understand that mentality, you know, full front. I, I had an injury that kind of stopped my, uh, stopped my career as well. But, uh, you know, I found the gym. I was never, you know, and we'll get into it a little bit more too. I, I, struggled at first with getting into the gym because I was so concerned about my form and, you know, was I doing things right and all that good stuff. But, you know, after years and years of kind of practicing and doing training, I, I feel like I've gotten a little better at that. But uh, so yeah, you also said you coach. What's your favorite part about coaching? And I guess off of that, what's your least favorite part?
1: Okay. So my favorite part is that I get to push people past their limits that they don't think they can do certain things. Yep. My absolute favorite thing to do. Um, I actually have my own coach do this with me. Is I won't tell them how much weight is on the bar. And then to see, I wish I had a video of every reaction, but to see the reaction of like, Holy shit, I just either squatted this much bench pressed this much deadlifted this much is insane. Like it's a kid on Christmas morning because nine times out of 10, I feel like I get people that think they can't do something. And being able to push them and be there with them and see the reaction is my favorite thing ever. That's um, awesome. And then least favorite, I yeah. I know you like you gave me these questions before, and I really had to think about this one because I'm like no one's perfect. So obviously I don't wanna like point out the negatives that people go through. But I think my least favorite thing is when people don't or my clients specifically don't give themselves enough credit or constantly compare themselves to who they were last year, five years ago in high school, before they had kids compare themselves to me. Like that's my least favorite thing because I like to focus on them as an individual where they're at now and where they're going. Yes. The past matters for sure. But to say, Oh my gosh, I was a size six in high school and now you have three kids and two dogs at home. Like why does being a size six matter? So though that kind of like grinds my gears and that's where it has to get more of that be more mentality and to actually just have conversations with them yep. as opposed to, okay, here's your training program. Here's your macros. Like this is almost the nitty gritty aspect of the coaching.
0: Yeah. Right. No, I, I mean, I think, I think coaches too. And oftentimes correct me if I'm wrong, they get, at least they have been, they get stigmatized as like these, you know, meatheads if you don't lift 20 pounds you know get out of my gym and I, I mean i'm speaking from the male perspective but like that's why i was curious as to the female perspective on that you know how is it different
1: yeah um i do also since you touched upon that i get clients that are like well i can't lift as much as you and i'm like right. i don't want you to lift as much as me i want you to lift as much as you can and they see me now especially people who you know come into where i'm at now in my training and my um fitness journey like I'm lifting a decent amount of weight, but they also have, I have to explain it to them. Like, okay, Hey, I started out exactly where you were. I started out again after having knee surgery, like everyone starts somewhere. And I know it's hard for that to click into someone's head because you think that you're never going to achieve those goals. But uh, my personally, like least favorite thing, I hate being called perfect because I'm very, very far from it. So like we Absolutely. all,
0: choose,
1: we all choose what to post on social media. We all choose how we post our lives and how we want people to perceive us. So I try to be as transparent as possible with that. And that's why I think the comparisons kill me so much because I don't know X amount about your life and vice versa. Like, I'm not going to tell you every single thing about my life.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like kind of with the whole podcasting thing too, it's it's you're really putting yourself out there. And you know, whether you have five listeners or five thousand listeners, and I've been anywhere and from anywhere and in between the top of that scale to the low end. But you know, it, I could post something like the most innocent thing and get absolutely just like reamed for it. And I'm like, Really? I just told someone to feel good about themselves for whatever, you know, I think you get what I'm saying, but then yeah, and so it's someone's always going to be there to feed you the negative
1: and oh,
0: 100%. I, I don't know I just because again and we'll get we'll get way more into the, the aspect of how you know women and you specifically have dealt with that but I know for a fact you know on the male side of things it's it's seen as you know we're taught to you know essentially be emotionless statues oftentimes oh, so when, when when we go to the gym and lift heavy things and put them down if you will it, it's kind of like the the illumination of you know who we're trying to be but then we leave the gym and it's like you know one of us you know we're gonna have a good cry by ourselves or i don't know i'm just giving an example of you know the 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 toxic culture that sometimes people think the industry and again we're gonna touch on that likes to you know portray themselves and yeah so but so yeah originally i linked up with you originally because of edge. And then because I, you look, you seem local and like, I liked your content a lot. And I honestly, I've showed it to my wife and she's, she digs it also, but you know, I saw that you followed Jordan, Jordan Syatt, Syatt fitness, my boy, you know, someone who I, someone who I did a gap year with before college. And, you know, he is someone who has dedicated his absolute, you know, his, his craft. He's his dedicated his absolute life to it. You know, he, he sacrificed nights out. He sacrificed, you know, oftentimes friends and, you know, a, a lot of things to kind of get to where he is. And that's part of why, and I, you know, I personally know him, so I can tell you for a fact that he is as real as they come and it is rare, but yeah. he, he is the man and I love him to death, but what do you like about him? What drew you to him?
1: So I like, I probably saw his page pop up on like an explore thing on Instagram Yeah. Um, but I absolutely just love his posts and like how blunt he is and yep. he just like shoots the shit straight and like he's not going to hide it from you. Nope. Um I like it's just it's refreshing to see someone who's not going to you know act like their life is perfect either or right. act like they don't have flaws or they don't have things to work on um because if that's the case like freaking like run and jump ship. Um, and I feel like that a lot of social media gets into that where it's like, okay, well, I don't ever have a bad day. Um and that's basically how you need to live your life to look like me type thing. Um, yeah. but I mean I've had plenty of bad days in the past year. Like I'll share them if I want, but um being just like honest and blunt about how you're gonna get to your goals. Like, okay, the three weeks, I was eating pizza three times a week, like, obviously, that's not going to make me the best athlete, but it is what it is. I can't change it now like those things. Um, and Jordan definitely posts like how he indulges in, um, you know, whatever he like wants to eat. And then I think he's honestly, lately, I've been having a salad almost every day. And he's the one that posts just eat a big ass salad. Yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I should have just started doing this sooner because I did it in college. It was easily accessible to a salad yep. bar. Yep. And I was yep. like, it's just so much work. It's not that much work at all. It takes me 10 minutes to make a salad at night. Like I was making excuses. Um, I mean, I still got like my vegetables and stuff, but this salad I literally look forward to every single day. Yes.
0: <laughs> so it's yes. just like
1: those little things where he's not even trying, he's just living his life
0: yep absolutely and no and the the kind of big ass salad thing i i I always catch myself you know slipping into that excuse lane of you know it's more expensive than you know going to wendy's or it's more whatever it is and just you know I, i end up saying to myself no it's really not a and two it takes me what three to five minutes to actually prepare it so at the end of the day you know, who are we kidding? It's, it's an excuse. And obviously some people have to retrain their brain to kind of eat better. Cause that's what it is. Some people just don't want to do it and yeah. they, they just don't want that salad. They, they want, you know, better food. So it's, it. I don't know. I think, and I have a question later on that'll touch on that, how you kind of retrain your head, but I love Jordan. I'm glad other people see him because his content is 100% like pure detail. Oh yeah. And he does not give a flying fuck about, you know, what anyone else thinks of him. He, he, he you know, people tell him all the time, oh, I'm unfollowing. He's like, great. There's the yeah.
1: door. <laughs> like, cool. There's,
0: there's the door. Awesome. But so, yeah, um, enough about Jordan. Sorry, Jordan. Cause I know, he, <laughs> I, I know he's, I know he's going to listen to this, but <laughs> yeah. I also, you know, reached out to you specifically because you're a female. And I did want to get a women's perspective on health and nutrition since the industry is so heavily, I mean, in my opinion, maybe it's changed and you can enlighten us, but I still think it's heavily geared towards, um, you know, men and lifting and being bulky and big. But again, from the male side, and I think it's only until recently that I I started to see the women, you know, women truly break through in the industry and like, you know, actually lift weights and, and all that good stuff. So, you know, how difficult was it for you? Or are you still struggling with breaking through and your confidence and all of it?
1: So I, back in college after volleyball, not making the team, I was a hundred percent, the cardio bunny. Like I have memories of just spending 40 minutes on the elliptical, oh, yeah. doing my app workouts, like whatever. Um, and then I don't think I really got into like heavy lifting until I I worked at a gym at like the front desk and the trainers would be bored and when they didn't have clients, it was their off time and right. they would just go through a workout. And that's when I think I like really started to get more into lifting. Um, I had done a semester abroad in air quotes, um, Washington, DC. And I had a tiny little <laughs> apartment gym um with maybe at most a 45 pound dumbbell. So I do some lead workouts there. Um And then I got into kickboxing for about five weeks and that's all I did. Um, So like the kickboxing was definitely a step out of my comfort zone because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um, (laughs) But it was a different way to like move my body. So then get home from DC, have these trainers put me through some workouts. And then that's when I started like writing down, okay, my weights, what am I doing in the gym? Um, And then I basically got into like, okay, I just wanna be better than I was last week. And at this point, I didn't know the concept of like progressive overload. I just went in the gym, did the same workouts each week, trying to hit higher numbers. Right. Um, I quickly became known as the girl in the gym or the girl that does leg day. And like looking at it now, hearing myself say the girl that does leg day, I feel like that's all girls want to do now. But yes. back then all girls were doing was like cardio and ab workouts or um, classes. So it made sense for that time frame, even though it was only like four years ago. So I really didn't care. I would go in the gym, pay attention to myself, like not worry about it. People would say hi to me. Dudes would be like, Oh my God, I see you in the gym and you just look so pissed off. I'm like, well, cause I'm there to work out. I'm not here to socialize. So uh, I think that was a big thing. Like my school was so small that sometimes I'd be in the weight room by myself. So did, it was
0: never- oh, sorry to cut you off.
1: You're fine. Um, Western New England. And oh, so you,
0: oh, you went to Winnicott. Yeah, I went to Springfield College.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. We're gonna have to fight. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Springfield College has a better gym, so I should have gone there. Uh, but yeah, the weight room was like as big as my living room, it feels like. Um yeah. at what so I would see the same people. I was always in there. Like, I didn't really care. Um, And then after knee surgery, uh, I got into powerlifting because of my boss at the edge. She's like, please let me train you. I was like, okay, whatever. And at that point, like seeing what my body could do, especially after a knee surgery, right. I just like started to love it and being able to train and work on my weaknesses as much as I would get mad or upset if something didn't go well um that kind of like okay let me push heavier weight was cool to have versus an aesthetic um mindset
0: yeah um so kind of to piggyback off that because it's kind of the similar um part of the question if you will To, to, uh, you know, other girls or young women who who may or may not listen to this, uh, I don't think I'm going to be their typical, they're going to be my typical demographic, but I do, I do have family and some of them are, have young cousins that I know will just listen to it at some point. So I guess to them, if you will, you know, what would you say to, if, you know, if they want to get into, you know, this lifestyle of health and fitness and, or specifically lifting weights and they're hesitant to do so because of all these crazy myths and rumors about getting big and, you know, all all that and stuff surrounding it.
1: Yeah. So I wish that I hired a coach sooner, but okay. realistically, like I, I don't think I had goals set in stone. Like I just wanted to be in the gym and move my body and see what I could do. Sure. Uh, but I definitely think having someone to help sooner would have just helped me with my form and technique and getting over those like scary moments of like, okay, how do I change the height on the squat rack? Um, I wouldn't bench press by myself in college because I was so scared that I dropped the weight on myself. And then after knee surgery, when I could only do upper body, I was like, screw it. I already had knee surgery. If I drop it, I drop it. So, (laughs) um, and to like piggyback off that there was one time I dropped 135 pound bench on myself at the gym sat up.
0: Didn't threw, you just do that um, recently too? I saw on uh, your story. Oh, today.
1: I was <laughs> <laughs> not 135 pounds. <laughs> I'm trying like 70.
0: <laughs> Still didn't look like it felt great.
1: Yeah, no, it didn't. Uh, but this bench press, I get up. There's probably half a dozen dudes just looking at me. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, noted that no one's going to help me in the gym. Yeah, right. I'm gonna great, have to push, job, it. Guys. push through it. Um, and that's like the thing too. Like, I'm not saying like all men like suck, but like. Sorry. These were guys that knew one that I worked at the edge and I would see lifting all the time. Like one guy was right in front of me. Like if I saw that happen, male, female, whoever yeah. I'm going to run over and help you. Help. So I totally understand. Like, I get a lot of people that are like, I'm scared. Like, what if I don't make the weight or drop it? And that's a hundred percent understandable. Sure. Um, but when people come to me and they say, oh, what if they're looking at me? I'm like, let them look because they're likely insecure with something about themselves that Absolutely. they have to pay attention to you during their own workout. So that's yeah. kind of the mindset that I haven't try to preach to others. And obviously it's easier said than done, but either having someone to go to the gym with or having that coach, I think is like the first step, especially if you are starting from zero, right? Um, the other thing that I try to remind myself of too is, especially for females, like I don't care what anyone thinks about me. And I, I know people are like, oh my God, like females need to be, you know, quaint and like quiet and passive. And I am exactly the opposite. I'm really aggressive, uh-huh. I come off strong, I swear a lot. Um, maybe not in front of my father, but that's like (laughs) the only person I would not drop an F-bomb in front of. Um, But I speak my mind and I think a lot of it's because I was always so scared to like talk in classes when I was younger. So now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like if someone doesn't like it, they don't like it. So I always remind myself that I don't like everyone. So I don't want everyone to like me and I don't want to be for everyone. So or girls who are scared of, you know, dude saying, Oh my God, you're going to get bulky from lifting heavy. Like, screw that. Cool. Like you want to stay skinny, stay skinny. Um, I'm going to go lift my weights.
0: (laughs) I mean, it sounds so simple, but yeah, I mean, there's, but I know there's still girls that just people in general who struggle with the, the kind of self-confidence of it all and kind of just accepting and ultimately being okay with it. And like you said, not caring, getting into that mindset of you're there, you're, you're there for you, you know? So just kind of that, um, but yeah, you know, kind of moving right along here, how important is, is nutrition to a healthy mind? I mean, I, I kind of know the answer, but go into as, you know, big of technical terms as you can, how big is the nutrition aspect to the healthy mindset? Like really, does it make that big of a difference or does it make all the difference?
1: I would honestly say it makes all the difference. Um, I'm actually taking a psychology of eating course right now. And it's like going in depth to how everything's in, interconnected into our bodies, as well as like what makes us choose certain foods. Um, but in terms of like even having that healthy mindset, like I feel for most people, not most people, but some people who are aware of themselves, like they acknowledge that when they eat like shit, they feel like, like shit. shit. And then, you know, they eat a salad once. And (laughs) they eat a salad once and they're like, oh my God, it feels so good. And it's more likely than not their processed foods, their fast foods have like fatty acids that aren't good for them. And they have like all these added sugars and that's, what's making them feel like good in the moment, but but like shit either immediately or like the next day. Um, and it really hinders performance. Um,
0: Oh, hundred yeah. percent
1: coming from like an athlete perspective. I know that my training sessions suck if I don't eat the way that my body feels good. Sure. So I try to, I eat gluten-free for the most part. Um, good for you. I don't eat like a lot of dairy dairy. Uh, it's funny because I have a bowl of yogurt next to me, but Yogurt's probably the only thing that I'll eat that's dairy or like okay. ice cream if I indulge. But when I eat ice cream, I feel like shit. So it's just like, yep. is it really worth it to feel like shit for a day and just enjoy the ice cream for five minutes? Or let me do a Greek yogurt bar that I know won't bother me as much. Right. Um but again, that takes, like I think that takes a lot more work than even building the confidence in the gym or like getting into the gym and lifting heavier, like that mindset surrounding nutrition and how you need to eat to perform, whether it is physically or even mentally. Like I get so brain fogged if I eat fast food, I can't tell you lost in the last time I had true fast food, but like 100%, those things happen. hundred uh, percent.
0: You're not missing much. I mean,
1: it's <laughs> so it definitely I really think it does make all the difference and it's not to say like oh my god you have to eat your big ass salad every single day right off the bat and hit macros perfectly like it's going to ebb and flow and change and you're going to have to work around how your life is um I mean I my schedule has changed so many times uh I used to eat the same breakfast every day for two or three years I switched it up recently like three months ago. um. So it's kind of just find almost like what works for you, but take your time. Like it's literally a marathon, not a sprint. Right. And that's coming from me who I would like personally rather sprint than run a marathon, but um, <laughs> it really has to be the long game. And you have to look at the longevity of it versus, okay, quick, immediate results. And I touched upon this earlier with building my business. Like it might take five, six, seven years before like a true like huge breakthrough but that doesn't mean i give up on year
0: one right no absolutely and and, uh just to kind of kill two birds with one stone here the next question kind of resembles that one in that you know i I, but i am curious because your answer might even be the same but what is a good balance in your opinion though for liking what you see on the scale versus how you actually feel because i now i'm bringing the scale into it so
1: yeah so i never gave a shit how much I weighed until I got into weight class sports. Um, and then I have to care because uh, otherwise it, like, if you don't make weight, you compete be at a heavier weight class or like you don't compete. Um, my local meet last November, I was able to compete at a heavier weight class. My national level meet in March, if I didn't make weight, I wouldn't be able to compete. So uh, yeah. it is like almost life or death. And that where that's where i get almost conflicted because i preach to my clients i really don't care how much you weigh i'd rather you feel better have more energy see changes in pictures increase the weight on your lifts than see your the number change on the scale um cuz everyone their weight fluctuates daily yep. and like from morning to night so it's so hard to just, you know, let me just hop on the scale one day and see how much I weigh. And then someone dwells in that. And it could have been because they didn't sleep as much. They didn't drink as much water. They ate too much salt. Like those are my top three things. I'm like, well, if you didn't do X, Y, and Z, and this is all different than a normal schedule, then you're obviously going to weigh something that you're not used to seeing. Right. Um, so I genuinely say fuck the scale. Um, I used to make all my clients guess how much I weighed just to put them in perspective of like, okay, what does this number actually mean? Nine times out of 10 people were guessing I weighed 30 to 40 pounds less than I do. And I said, like, it really is perception. And that's why you can't rely on that number. Like sure, I would never want to be 130 pounds again, because that means I would lose all my muscle. Um, so it really is perspective. Um, and a lot of people, if they're aiming to change how their body looks, they're most likely building muscle and losing some fat at the same time. So you lose five pounds of fat, build five pounds of muscle, the scale's not changing, but people who dwell on that, don't get to value and appreciate the hard work they've done and the actual physical changes in their body.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the scale can, uh, you know, not a, not a big fan myself either. Cause I, you know, similar to what you just said, I've, I've done the thing where I, you know, do a crazy cut and then, or, but like what I'm doing now, which is the, you know, I do a lot of cardio, but I also do a lot of weights. So I might be getting rid of, you know, a good amount of fat, but I'm, I'm also putting on muscle. So I'm almost staying, I'm maintaining if you will, but yeah. I'm noticing, I'm noticing the muscular difference in a lot of parts of my body. So, at least I'm noticing that, but I know some people who will, they'll work out be like, Oh, I lost a pound, but then they'll, you know, I don't know, they'll run and eat too much salt. And then they will be three pounds higher than they were. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, Uh because you, you went off what you were trying to do and the scale is going to do that. And then like three days later, it was, he was back to where he wanted to be. I'm like, yeah, man, just be patient.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I can lose a pound and a half if I put on a hoodie, some UGG boots, and do uh-huh. the stairs for thirty minutes.
0: Right, for so sure. So, like, if
1: you really, if you're that like concerned with the scale, I guess like go do that, give yourself some like solace. But it really is just a number. And granted, like obviously, you're gonna if someone's severely overweight, Whoa. seeing that number go down is going right. to be more telling than someone who doesn't have like an excessive amount of weight to lose. And by excessive, I would honestly say like 50, 60 pounds or more. Yeah, um, yeah. And if someone needs to lose 10, 15 pounds, that scale really might change a lot less than they intend or wanted it to. I don't wanted want to, to. say it to. Right. Um, so it really is, it should be looked at like a tool, just like our phones. But um, I mean, I guess people look at their phones way more than a tool too. So <laughs> maybe that was a bad comparison but it really isn't my favorite thing to have. Like I have my scale in my kitchen and I might weigh myself intermittently, but I also look at the factors of, okay, well, I'm up a little bit higher. I did X, Y, and Z different. Um, I'm not someone who wants to jump on the scale every morning. And that really is what you have to do. So you can take an average of the week. Um, I know Jordan, to go back to him, he's been posting this like late, a lot lately of how his, the scale fluctuates for him. And um, if I had like the mental capacity to do that, I would, but as soon as I wake up in the morning, like I want to eat breakfast. So (laughs) my mind's on food all the time. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) So kind of winding down a little bit here though, um, you know, it's, as we stated, it's a journey and it's a process. And, you know, this, if, if you want to get into this industry, whether you're the client or whether you're the teacher, whatever it is, you know, it's, you know, it's the idea of kind of trust the process. Most people yeah. in this industry that ultimately see success, especially the success they want to see, you know, it's the, the trust the process mentality that they have to have, because if you expect instant results, you're going to either fall off the wagon because you don't see the results right away, or you're going to get, you know, I, I mean, I could just say that same thing five times, but like you're going to lose hope and then, you know, not be as motivated. So I, I guess in that kind of notion, you're riding a lot of motive, uh, momentum right now. And I know you're not currently doing uh, one of the things you were doing, which was your show and your podcast. Yeah. Um, And we talked about that you'd potentially like to get back into that, but, in five years, where do you see yourself? And if if it's anywhere in particular, where would where would you like to be career wise, location wise? You plan on staying in Connecticut, you know, all that good stuff, or no? Plans. So
1: I actually did like this, I, I guess, activity. Um, back in October, I wrote down five year, one year, like six month, three month goals. Um, and for the one year and like three month goals and stuff, that kind of got thrown out. I don't want to say throw it out the window, but it shifted because it shifted. I had COVID in
0: oh,
1: November. Yeah. So like I was out for the count. Like that really took a toll on me. Like I yeah. definitely had some lasting effects from that. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I still worked out when I had it. Like I had my best squat day, I think in months on Thanksgiving when I was sick with it. So I, like, oh, really um,
0: I, <laughs> I didn't know. do, I didn't do shit when I had it.
1: Yeah. I was no, so I was, sick. Like, Get me out of the house. I'm working out. Um, maybe not the best for recovery, but it kept me sane. So back in October, I wrote in five years, I either wanted to be living in West Hartford, Connecticut. I don't know why. Or Houston, Texas. So <laughs>
0: um,
1: I've always wanted to move to Texas. That yep. might be coming a reality in September. You so not tell anyone. <laughs> we better not air this before I tell my dad. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Yeah, so Texas was always like a dream of yeah. mine. Um,
0: Texas I definitely is great. want
1: to continue to grow my business. I have ideas for a nonprofit organization that awesome. I want to start. Um, so that I want to start sooner than later because I think it's more pertinent. Um, I also plan to attempt to do my research project in college to kind of give some backing to why I want to do this nonprofit. Yep. Um, so that's kind of... I don't want to set things in stone with that yet for planning, because I want to make sure that like, okay, this research project is going to give me the value that I need it to, to do this. Um, And then five, I guess five years, like career as it really is just building up myself. Um, If I do move to Texas, I know for a fact, I'm going to have to start from scratch again, like with in-person clients, whenever I do. Um, But I feel like the theme of my life lately has been that where It's like ebbs and flows. I'm going to have to start from the bottom again, um, which honestly, it's a challenge and it keeps me on my toes and gives me something to work towards. So I'm totally okay with that. Um, My coach and I sat down in terms of weightlifting to set some goals today. Definitely excited about that as well. But I really think it is like, uh, three months ago, if you told me I was going to be sitting here telling you I was moving to Texas in September, I probably would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Uh, so I love writing goals, but then I'm like, I have to make sure that they're not so set in stone that I'm okay with them changing. Yep. And I think a lot of people don't accept that because everyone's so big. Okay, look, plan out your life. And I'm like, well, who knows where I'm going to be? Like, yes, I can say I want to achieve these things and work towards them. But what if something like wrenches me and I have to pivot? So I've been trying to teach myself to be able to pivot and go in a different direction and look at what works, what doesn't work. Um, so I feel like I'm almost like in limbo, especially with school, like school takes up a lot of yes. my time. Yep. Um, so yeah, I have like this business, but right now I also need to focus on school so I can continue to grow my business once I get that degree. Yep. Um, and I want to be able to learn as much as I can and apply it with who I can right now and build upon that after. So absolutely
0: no build build your portfolio. If it's one thing I've learned and you know, I'm not much older than you, but you know, it everything is you gotta just do. If you have a hunch, just do because you don't know unless you do or try yeah. until you at least try. And yeah. I've lived in Charlotte, I've lived in Virginia, I'm from Connecticut, you know, my family's local, but you know, I've lived all over the place for various opportunities. And I can tell you that, you know, without hesitation, if it's the right move, then only you will know. Yeah. Go for it. But, yeah. you know, you know, it, it's been the beautiful thing about it too. You can come back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not that I want to come back. Too. No. <laughs> oh
0: my God. All right. if,
1: it if something doesn't work out, like my life isn't over, nope. just like, okay. I didn't make the volleyball team. My life was not over. I pivoted Yep. word? <laughs> and just Sounds went in like a it. different direction. Like it doesn't have to be, I feel like so many people are like, okay, well, if X doesn't happen, then like, that's it. Like towels in. And sure. I hate that mindset. Like, I don't want anything to be like set in stone. Like I want to be able to grow and accept like different opportunities that come my way. Yep. Um, and not be close-minded to them. Because I used to be just to like, okay, it's this way or the highway, basically. And that really didn't serve me well for long. So. Right.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, if you end up doing that, you can become uh, best friends with Jordan. He's in Dallas.
1: Yeah, I know. I was yeah. like, what are the odds? Like, I'll drive to Dallas to see Jordan. I actually almost went to school um, at UC Dallas for grad school.
0: Oh, did you? So, oh, cool. Yeah.
1: I, like, went and visited, like, program was great, had so many contacts, and then I was, like, "Mm, University of New Haven.
0: (laughs) It's a little different. Yeah,
1: a lot different, and then I (laughs) I dropped out of grad school, so, and then this this is my second go-around. Hey,
0: you know what? It is what it is. Yeah,
1: again, like, I made it work, like, I didn't stop, but it just wasn't the right thing for me at the time, so.
0: Right, for sure. So, first of all well not first of all i've said that before lastly um i really do appreciate you being uh flexible i know we've tried to you know make this happen a few times and uh i've had uh i've had to flake a few times because of commitments but i do appreciate you um coming on and and being kind of the uh the, the kickstarter if you will to this to this show as we kind of get geared back up here so i do appreciate it taylor and um you know, here's the floor to you to kind of plug where people can find you. Oh, here's another thing. And I don't know what it is, but I saw it on your, I think, I forget where I saw it, but aren't you potentially trying to get on the cover of something? Yeah. like
1: Miss health and fitness. And it was totally, it was totally a fluke. Like I just submitted some pictures like from weightlifting and then got a text one day. I was like, Oh shit. Like it really, same thing. Like you don't know until you try. So, yeah, if you want to vote for me, that'd be cool. Um,
0: How can someone do that?
1: So, it's hold on, let me put the link. Oh, my, I, you can probably hear my dog working. Uh, oh, yep. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna, it's misshealthandfitness.com. Um, and you're
0: saying miss, not men's, right?
1: Miss, yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> misshealthandfitness.com. I want to say it's slash Taylor oh, it's all these things, Um, slash 2021 slash Taylor dash F E T. So it has three letters in my last name. Perfect.
0: And uh, Instagram, if you want to give that out up to you, if not, it's
1: it's public. (laughs) Uh, Instagram is Um, Honestly, I use that the most. I like have other social media, but Instagram, my jam as of late. Um, and then there's like other links in there. I think if, if you go to my Instagram, my link tree has the Miss Health and Fitness link in it too. So that's easier than trying yep, to. Trying much to easier. Um, and then there's like a link for coaching applications in there. Um, a link for discount code for um, muscle sport, lean whey, um, protein powder. So there's a bunch of fun stuff. And then of course me posting videos of dropping weights on myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, on that, on that note, cause I, I don't often drop weights on myself, but, um, you know, I think, I think people who listen to this are going to not only get informed, but also, you know, I think, I think similar to Jordan, your mindset is refreshing as hell and especially, you know, kind of Jordan's not a lady, even though he sometimes impersonates one with his wigs, but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's good to get another perspective um i know my most of my audience is going to be male but there will be a select few that do listen and you know that's why from time to time i want to spice it up a little bit so thank you for giving you your perspective on everything i, yeah. I do appreciate it and you know um any final thoughts if not we'll uh you know we'll bid each other adieu
1: yeah no i mean this was great um it's cool to like have someone be interested in what you have to say um, because I often don't credit myself enough to like impacting people's lives. And then I get these like little messages or someone who wants to like, know, and it yep. just reaffirms why I do what I do.
0: Yep. hundred percent. And
1: then to just like continue to be myself, which like, I never doubted, but it just, it's like, okay, like I am myself. And if I tried to be anyone else, I know they wouldn't like it. So
0: Yep, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um on that note, Harrison, I know you'll be here next time to join me uh on the show. And uh be on be on the lookout for David Pendell. Uh he should be on in a few weeks, former quarterback uh, at University of Connecticut. Um, not sure when that'll be out, but probably in the next two weeks was my guess. And this episode, Taylor, for you and for anyone else listening. Um, I mean, I'll hold off as long as you need me to. Need I'll
1: let that, you know get. what I tell my dad about this last set.
0: But uh <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this will go up, um, in the next few weeks to a month as well. Um, but that's up to Taylor. So, um, yeah, thanks again, everyone for listening. Um, we're back, we're back at it, uh, one to two a week. Look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, we're out. Have a great day guys. Thanks for listening.